You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. All right, this morning I want to speak about embracing your present. Embracing what is going on in your life at this moment. Understanding that God in his divine intelligence has allowed the events and orchestrated the circumstances you might find yourself in today. They may be, all right, irritable. They may make you uncomfortable, all right, or it could be a place of success, abundance, but it's just the beginning of something major that God wants to do. That what you are calling success is simply the celebration of the first fruits of your increase on this earth. And that more than a hundredfold of what you are experiencing today is still on its way into your life shortly. So you've got to understand how to embrace this which means God is working in ways that are deeper than your own intellect, that are beyond your own natural understanding. That's why the scripture tells us that the person who trusts in the Lord can lean to their own understanding of events. In other words, things will be happening around you beyond your own level of understanding. And it says what you shall do is in all of your ways acknowledge him going to a place of deep worship there. Same word when it says Adam knew Eve. Get into that depth of intimacy with God and he will direct your steps. Simply tell you what you should do in those situations and everything. Your lines fall into pleasant places and that will be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. So this morning, I want to show on three laws, all right, and really deals with um, uh, what I will call uh, doing less, in other words, in order to have greater impact or to have more and receive more. Uh, People sometimes have done more than it's necessary in terms of the expenditure of energy, but it just hasn't been intentional and according to the laws of the kingdom of God. So it's what we'll call sideways energy that is not producing the kind of impact that it ought to. And I'll talk about the law of acceptance, the law of responsibility. And the third is the law of detachment. That law of detachment has to do with giving and then detaching yourself from people who have been beneficiaries of your contribution into their lives. But the first thing is about acceptance. That anybody who is going to transform their lives into the place where they enter into the vision that God has placed within their hearts, must learn to accept what they are going through in their lives as this moment, at this moment as the vehicle ordained by God to bring about the fulfillment 
of the vision that he has placed in their heart. The law of acceptance is, regardless of what you are going through, you accept what is happening around you as the vehicle all the circumstances, situations, and people have been carefully arranged in God's divine intelligence and they constitute the vehicle that will bring about the fulfillment of your future. So you surrender to the now in order to enter into your future. You accept your present as it is. Not that it's your destination, but it is now the vehicle that God is using at this present moment to bring about the fulfillment all right, of that plan that he has for your life. James chapter 3 and verse 4 tells us that sheep, although they be, behold sheep, though they be so great and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned about, it says, they are turned about, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth or the governor desires. So it talks about sheep that are driven by fierce winds. Now, the fierce winds are the present. But where the governor listeth and desired is the future. So we talk about forget the past, embrace the present, and birth the future. So what you do is the winds that are blowing that are fierce is your present. And it says the future there is whithersoever the governor. If you put up James chapter 3 here, whithersoever the governor listeth, which means his desire. But it tells us, yet they are turned about with, with a very small helm. Verse 5, it says, even so the tongue, all right, even so the tongue is a little member. In other words, when the governor is going to a certain place, he takes control of the helm. He doesn't control the winds, but he controls the hem of the sheep. Now, what you have to gain control over, you can't predict the environment. Those things are out of your own hands in terms of what is going to happen. I don't believe that people woke up, all right, in January in Ukraine, all right, thinking that they will be dispersed from their houses and millions of them will be leaving, all right, in other nations today. But what you have control over is your tongue and don't give up control over your tongue. All right, embrace the winds, no matter how fierce they are, that they are driving you to the fulfillment of the objective the governor has. This is what we've got to understand. That things will happen that you don't understand. That things will happen that will be seemingly out of your own control. You are not God. But what you can control, control it. And what can you control? Your tongue. What can you control? The words that are coming out of your mouth. Don't ever consider that the events of the present is a threat, all right, to the vision that God has given to you. Never slip into discouragement because things are not going the way you thought that they should go. 
You don't control this universe. God does. All he has told you to control is that very small helm, which is your tongue. Now, we miss out on that. We don't do our own work. And we're trying to control other people, control other people's wills, wondering why this happened. Control that. Listen, sit with what you can control. Regardless of what is happening, speak forth the future that you desire inside your heart. Call it into existence as though it were. And believe firmly inside your heart that the winds that you cannot control that are blowing around you, God in his divine intelligence, the logos, the logic of God is causing all those things to work together for your own good. So to know how to change things, you must first of all accept all right, the world as it is and not as you want it to be. In other words, you have to accept today and embrace it. For locked inside today are the opportunities for those things that you are saying out of your lips to come to pass. In other words, once you started the declaration, the divine intelligence arranged God himself, arranged everything so that what you are saying will be fulfilled in your own life. It is not in man to know the steps that he will take, all right, to the fulfillment of that particular thing. Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 23. So it says in Jeremiah 10 and verse 23, it says, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. The way of man is not in himself. How you will get there, it is not given to you to direct your steps. God is going to direct your steps, all right? So simply embrace it. That every detail is working together for your own good. Accepting the present doesn't mean you are saying it's your destination, but that it is the vehicle chosen by God to take you to where you are going. And my own vehicle is different from yours because our destination differs. So I don't give up on my future, and that is revealed through the words that I speak consistently. The Bible says, they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a better country. And so the way we know that you are still seeking and that you are hopeful and that you know that the future is going to birth strong things for you is by what you are saying. Once you stop speaking, it means you have given up. So they that say such things declare plainly. All right, Hebrews chapter 11. All right, declare plainly that they seek a country. Uh, verse 15 says that, and if truly they had been mindful, then verse 16, and the Bible says, now they desire a better country. And that's what they are saying. A heavenly one, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. So understand that this, that reaching your goal is a process 
and not an event. Let me explain this. Reaching your goal is a process and not an event. Right? It is not going to happen by one silver bullet. It's going to occur through line upon line and precept upon precept. So you give yourself some time and stop thinking in terms of it is just going to happen because, all right, I just do one thing today. Give yourself. Understand it's a process. Understand that God is going to deposit a lot on the inside of you and teach you lessons of life that you are going to make use of when you get there. So accept the present, all right? If you give yourself time and subject yourself to the process there, then you will eventually, you will get there. Uh, one of the reasons why people, all right, don't get there is that they reject what is going on in their lives right now. They, you know, they, are they reject everything. They just don't understand that accept it. Embrace it. Uh, be a person that meets everything with a sense of gratitude. Because you won't understand everything, majority of the things that will happen. And the very things that will carry you to where you are going, you just won't understand it. You follow what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, I was telling them this in Abuja on Thursday. I, I had my, well, my father's uncle. And it just so happens, and it's, it's irony of life. In 1978, I went for an interview to get into the school I attended in Ibadan International School in Ibadan. And in the interview, the final question that the, well, who was a teacher or somebody that was doing, and this was a very difficult interview, all right? In fact, the most difficult exam I've ever done in my entire life. And so we got to the oral part, and the last question he asked me, he said to me, he said, are you related to this particular person? And he, he was an uncle of my father. He was, he was a, a judge. And I said, yes. He said, how? And I explained to him. And I left that place feeling that, why did he ask me this question? And when my father came to pick me up, I said, this is a question he asked me. That am I related to this man? My father asked me, he asked you that, said yes. All right? Now, about five years ago, the son of that particular man, who is in his 70s, who is a consultant, all right, internal medicine in Los Angeles, came to Nigeria. And... I mean, when he was leaving at the airport, he was asked a question that in any way are you related to Pastor Pochimadi? He said the immigration officer asked him. And he smiled. He said, yes, and he explained how, and he left. And the man said exactly, he called my brother in America and told him something, and it's exactly what I, kind of what I told my father. In other words, it was almost like in, in this cycle, it was payback. All right, I think I got favor because of his father, and he got favor. So, so the way God works is much deeper than, than just, you know, it's, it's irritating me. I don't know, I'm describing why is it happening like this. Much if, I mean, if, if you think that everything just, then, then you won't make it to where you are going. And God forbid, that won't be your portion. Right? There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, the end thereof is death. So, so these things might not appear right to you, might be uncomfortable, embrace those things. 
Uh, Joseph came to tell his brothers after, you meant it for evil. It was painful. The depth of betrayal, close to death. He said, but God sent me. In other words, something. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it. In other words, his divine intelligence is there. And what he wants you to do is embrace that moment, thank him, and embrace it. Paul said, for this thing I besought the Lord that he might depart from me. God said, my grace is sufficient. Embrace it. Uh, don't ask that it be removed. Embrace it. It is just part. You are going to evolve out of it. You are going to be changed. You are going to be transformed. It is not your destination, but embrace it as something that God will use to take you to where, all right, you are going. So learn to surrender to God. You don't run the universe. You're not surrendering to the situation and saying this situation has dominion over you. You are surrendering to God and saying death, all right, pain. You are a vehicle now in the hands of the Father to take me to my destination. So I accept it. If I reject it, I'm going to reject the car and the vehicle that will take me to where I'm going. I reject the wind that will propel me to my destiny. So don't get frustrated is the point I want to bring out. It's all working together for your good. All right, don't get angry. Surrender to God. Get into the flow. All right? And let that flow take you to where God has ordained for you. Second thing I want to speak about here, and this, this will lead you to a place we're talking about this, of that law of least effort. In other words, once you begin to enter into it, and people, look, it's just like Joseph not embracing the prison. If he didn't embrace it, he would have been downcast. He wouldn't have put in, all right, the work that he needed to put in in the prison. He wouldn't have done things with the spirit of excellence. And because of that, he will not have, all right, experienced that visitation from the chief butler. And he will have been praying and trying to get out when inside the experience that he was in was the solution and what was going to take him. God brought it right into that space. So embrace it. Embrace it. Uh, you, are, you are in a job. They're not paying you as much as you think they should pay you. Embrace it. That, that this is, I surrender God, I embrace this thing. This is the vehicle through which, all right, begin to get excited about it. This is the vehicle through which I am going to get to where I, God has ordained for me. Then you get into this law of consider the lilies how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 28. Is that law of least effort, which means why take you thought? Consider the lilies of how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. The second principle is taking responsibility, all right, for, all right, your life there. And what that means is you are not going to blame anybody 
for any situation you are dealing, all right, with God the Father in his sovereignty that is walking through the circumstance of your life and has set, sent a vehicle that appears this way. Uh, the vehicle that took Jesus to the right hand of the Father was the cross. Uh, this vehicle has been sent. You are not going to blame anybody. Will Jesus stand and start blaming the people, all right, that, that, that participated in crucifying him? when he needed to experience that to get to where he was going. So take responsibility. And then learn to respond to God's instruction on every occasion. That's the second thing. So there is an instruction. There is a way in which God wants you to respond, all right, to what's going on around you. Uh, you say, well, I have a terrible boss, right? First of all, embrace that, that there is something in this relationship, this person here. All right, give God thanks that you are in that situation. Give him thanks that this is a tool that he has chosen to use to bring about the fulfillment of your destiny. The experience, all right, on you emotionally doesn't sit right. But you surrender your flesh to God and you die to self that the will of God might come to pass in your life. You suffer in the flesh as it tells us in the book of Peter. So you give thanks unto God. And then the next thing is that you ask him, now, I need the instructions on how to respond correctly to this situation. And don't be in a haste. If God, if you're going to receive direction from God, you have to enter into a season of stillness and quietness. In other words, I've prayed to your father for the right instruction and revelation on what to do and then I know you have heard me, and I'm not just going to rush into doing anything until I see the light. And when you see the light, you will know this is light. Uh, God will communicate that light to you. You will know that this is what you are supposed to do in this situation. So wait for that. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1, all right, to verse 8. God wants to communicate deep lessons about life. Wants to teach you so that you become a very wise person who understands the statutes of God and the mind of God. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, all right, so first law, embrace. Second law, take responsibility and respond to it the way God wants you to respond to it. All right, surrender to God that God, first that I accept it, God in your, all right, divine wisdom and intelligence. You have orchestrated that this vehicle will be used by you. Now, it doesn't feel right, but this is the vehicle. I embrace this vehicle. And it's going to carry me to that particular place. And then the next thing there is now I must respond to everybody and every situation according to the instructions of God and not how I just feel emotionally. 
Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 8 and verse 1 to 8, all the commandments which I commanded this day, you shall observe to do, that you may live and multiply. So those things that you are confessing has commandments that undergird them. Those things you are declaring have instructions that make them happen. There are commandments. There's a way, there are certain things you must do in order for what you are saying. So when you begin to speak, you are in, in inevitably asking God, send instructions to me or give me the wisdom for this particular thing to happen in my life. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.